Praise the Lord. Thanks to God. We just bless the Lord this morning for your joining us. You have uh, tuned in to the Blog Talk Radio broadcast for the Higher Design for Living radio broadcast. This is Elder Gloria Holloway, the founder and president of the Center of Renewal Ministries International. I thank the Lord for your joining us this morning. We give God all glory and praise for your obedience, and we know that God is very well pleased that we have all been obedient to his wish for us to join in this morning to hear what he has to say through his anointed vessels. We will have a word of prayer, and then we'll go on into our session this morning. So we again, we just thank the Lord for you. God, we just give you our glory, honor, and praise this morning. We just magnify your holy and righteous name. For you, Lord, are merciful, loving, and kind. And we just thank you, Lord God, for being our God, for being our everything and our all in all, Lord. We just ask, oh God, that you will just have your way in this broadcast this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to to be your mouthpiece, to come before your people, Lord, to, to share your heart, Lord, what's in your heart and what's on your mind, O oh God, for the body of Christ that will bring healing, that will bring deliverance, O oh God, that will bring encouragement, O oh God, that will bring all that we need, O oh God, for you are our source, Lord. So we just thank you, Lord God, for this venue, for the blog, talk radio, Lord God, and every other venue, every other avenue that you give us, every other platform, Father, that you you give us that we may be your voice, O oh God, crying in the wilderness for your people, God, to come up higher in you, O oh God, to learn of you, Lord, that we may know those things that must come, O oh God, and then those things that we know not of, Lord, that you will share with us, those mysteries, O oh God, that only you know and only you can reveal. So we just ask, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just have your way, Holy Spirit. We surrender to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind every hindering spirit, every mind-binding spirit, and everything else that will try to come up against this broadcast this morning. Because, Lord, we know that you do all things for a divine purpose. 
us, oh God. So, God, we just ask that you would just have your way. We are surrendered to you, Lord. And, and Lord, I lift up right now our guests that you have allowed to, me to be honored to have on this broadcast, oh God. We thank you right now for Pastor Fabian Tucker, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for Prophet Orange, Lord God, and that you will use them in a mighty way, oh God. Use us all, oh God, to reveal your heart, oh God, that will bring healing, that will bring deliverance, oh God, that will remove all the hurt and all the pain that we have endured, that we're no longer hindered, that we're no longer stopped by anything that the enemy has sent up against us. For we know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So, Lord, we ask that you will use them this morning for your glory, oh God, and use me, Lord God, that we all, Lord God, will be one voice, oh God, crying in the wilderness unto the Lord. So we thank you, Lord. We magnify you, and oh, how we glorify you. In Jesus' mighty and blessed name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. To you, Lord God, be all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. Good morning, uh, Pastor Tucker and Prophet Orange. We thank the Lord for your being with us this morning, and uh, we know that we're going to have a great and high time in the Lord this morning. God bless you. If you will both um, give us, a uh, our audience, a, an introduction of yourselves, and then we'll just go on into our uh, session for today and the broadcast for today as we talk about the purpose in the pain. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. This is uh, Pastor Orange, uh, Bobby Orange of Jacksonville, Florida, Senior Pastor of Christ Kingdom Ministry, uh, Christ Kingdom People Ministry International here in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, it's a blessing to be here with you this morning and look forward to our conversation even more and and, uh, giving more solutions in the purpose. Amen. Praise God. Pastor Tucker? Yes, this is Pastor Fabian Tucker. Good morning, Apostle Orange and to Elder Holloway. A great God. Good morning to you also. Again, I am the pastor of Innis Presence Ministries International of Washington, D.C., and we're just honored to be on this broadcast on this morning. Amen. 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 As we... Um, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit just have his way this morning because there's, I know there's much on my heart that that uh, I could say, and I believe the same about yourselves, but we do want to talk about and let our focus be on the purpose in the pain. Uh, for a while we have had, um, I guess about a month or so, of talking about what uh, many of us have gone through, and if we haven't, many of us will go through, uh, something in the church that is not that we did not expect that we consider negative that is hurtful. Um, there's there's just so much that happens, but we know that God has a purpose for everything, and we know that He worked everything for our good and to our good. So those things that we may consider um, negative, uh, even that God will turn it around and use it for His glory. Um, there, there are several scriptures that I was looking at this morning, and I want to start out with, with one um, that that spoke to my spirit even more because when we talk about the purpose uh, in the pain, 
or the purpose of the pain. And, again, whatever we go through, uh, there is a purpose in it. But one of the things that I know for myself, it, it helps us to be uh, more sympathetic and more faithful and and to help others, all that we go through and all that God allows us to to learn, to that he reveals to us, all the preparation is for someone else, just as what Jesus suffered was for us and what we suffer is for someone else. So I was looking at uh, Hebrews uh, uh, 2, um, chapter 2, verse 17 through 18, and I will read that, and then um, after that, if you both have something you'd like to share, and we can just go on into our discussion this morning. And that's Hebrews 2, um, chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 17 through 18, and I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible. So it is evident that it was essential that he, Jesus, be made like his brethren in every respect in order that he might become a merciful sympathetic, and faithful high priest in the things related to God to make atonement and propitiation for the people's sins. For because he himself in his humanity has suffered in, in being tempted, tested, and tried, he is able immediately to run to the cry of to assist, to relieve those who are being tempted and tested and tried and who, therefore, are being exposed to suffering. And this, to me, speaks again of the purpose in the pain, the reason that we go through a lot of what we go through in the body of Christ. And we talked about before how a lot of times, and I know for myself, a lot of what I went through was definitely not expected. And you don't expect something that catches you off course. You know, you're not expecting it. So it's, it really is more of a shocker than, you know, now when something happens, it doesn't have the same impact. But when it's something that you're not expecting, it can have much more of a devastating effect. But, again, if there is a purpose in it, which I have come to realize, and I'm sure you all have too. So if you'd like to go on uh, Pocket Orange. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's, that's, uh, that's good. That's some powerful scriptures there. Um, and it <laughs> it really brings, uh, it brings really um, into alignment um uh, when we talk about purpose of uh, the pain or purpose of the purpose in the if there's a purpose for the pain, uh these scriptures that you read and I'm basically just sort of looking at them in the King James as well as Amplify really gives you mm-hmm. a um a uh a beginning of understanding that there's a purpose of where we whether we use the word ministry or being able to just uh being able to help someone or be in position uh, and so the the purpose for pain sometimes most time is that we help others along the way. Of course, we understand that the, the pain is designed to make us stronger. Now, and, and again, you said something earlier, which is key because you don't expect that, you don't see that, you don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. that's a lesson that has to be learned, you know. Amen. And, and, amen. Amen. And it's, it's a lesson that has to be learned, and it will be learned. And uh, it is amazing that uh, it, it becomes the pain becomes designed. Uh, it, it is sort of designed to um, get you to, uh, uh, as they say, the next level of uh, uh, the level, you know, and everything. But anyway, that's just a portion of what I'm just want to see in that 
in that sense of anybody listening or watching or whatever is the fact that whatever you're in right now, you know, there's a that the greater purpose is that you're gonna actually pay for them, pay that price for someone else, but also learn a tremendous lesson yourself, you know. Amen. Amen. And and that's and that's key right there, that you learn a lesson yourself and we when we learn those things that, that uh the reasons that we go through and again when it when it first and the first in the first encounter you may not necessarily understand the whys, and some things we may never understand, but we know that, again, all things have a purpose in the our being perfected, our being matured, and us growing in the things of God, and, again, us going through that suffering just as, and, and, and again, the Word tells us that from the very beginning, you know, when, when Jesus said to count the cost, so there are many things that we're going to have to go through when we accept Christ, and and I think when we're when we're people are coming to the Lord initially, if we are putting that out there so that they're not as caught off guard as we were, or at least as I was, that you you kind of expect certain things. You not you don't look for it, but that when it does happen, you know that it, it's again a part of the process in your your perfection. Amen. 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 Uh, one of the things that I go ahead. Go ahead, Prophet Definitely go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was gonna just add put an addendum on that and the fact that uh that the word pain is really key again because uh it's the thing of uh uh the pain is pain, you know. Uh that's mm-hmm. the thing that I think shock most shock most people is that if we could uh Maybe kind of endure some situations or experiences without the pain, you know. Of course, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a good lesson, you know, because we become comfortable with it. But the pain is actually the pain; it's the shock, it's the it's the quickening, you know, that uh, makes you become aware aware that you're hurt. Uh, but uh, what we come out with, uh, we're determined, you know, whether we can be positive or negative, you know, and right. everything. But anyway, I just want to add to that. Go ahead, uh, Pastor Tucker. Again, what is being discussed is so tremendous because, again, there is a purpose, and we understand purpose means something that is set up as an object or end to be obtained. So, again, there's a purpose for our pain. There's a purpose for us to go through because the Bible says Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. So even understanding he had a purpose, his purpose was to become, was, was to be born and come and die on a cross. So that was great pain and suffering, even as we're dealing with this resurrection season. None of us have ever experienced the pain that he suffered on the cross. But he was willing to be obedient, even unto death, that again, that we would have access to be able to manifest every word that he had spoken over our lives. And so, yeah, a lot of times we're thinking everything is going to be all right, everything is going to be peachy king, but we have to, and he says, if you're going to reign with me, you're going to have to also suffer with me. That means you're going to have to go through some hard times. You're going to have to go through some trials and some tribulations, and some of it, and what I and what I found out in the body of Christ, a lot of it has been self-afflicted because a lot of us have made bad choices because, again, just like he told Moses, told the people of God back in the Old Testament, he says, I set before you life and death, and I would that you choose life, but because, again, as we've talked about so 
profoundly on, on, on Prophet Orange's line. Again, the Bible says there's 10,000 instructors but very few fathers, which includes spiritual mothers. So since we haven't been connected with the right divine connection that God has ordained, we've set ourselves to go through a great pain and persecution because the enemy is always set to do his assignment, which is to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's set up great weapons. The scripture says in Isaiah 54, it says the weapon has been formed. So every time he forms the weapon, he absolutely forms the weapon, but thank God for God's grace that it does not fulfill the purpose that the weapon has been originally set to do for the kingdom of God's sake, for the plan that he has concerning us. Amen. 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 Uh, Prophet Owens? Prophet Owens, did you want to share from that? Okay, we can go on with that. Um, I also looked at another scripture again, where we when we talk about uh, the the reasons. You know, again, it's it's to 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 not only be you know sympathetic and and to count the cost of what we're going through because again, that's all of this is a part of the big picture. Uh, the big picture with what God has purposed for for each one of us. And so again, where He talks about us not. Um, uh, many of us want to reign. Many of us want to be, you know, in the glory of the, you know, and take the the good side, but and not take the what we consider the bad side. But which is really not the bad side. When you're going through it, you know, it it it, it can be, and it and it seems to be. But even like with Jesus, he looked beyond his suffering and saw the glory, and he kept that before him. So even in that, that we know that this is leading us to that glory. I mean, to, uh, we know to the the end of when we go before the Lord on Judgment Day. But even on on this side, while we're here on the earth, there is a glory, and the way for the the glory of the Lord to be manifested in our lives. Then God's got to remove and move out a whole lot of stuff and. Being made the way that we are, it takes those those times of affliction and trials and tribulations and and persecutions and all of that to remove and get a lot of that mess out of the way, so that we are coming forth into uh, what he said to to cast off those weights that easily beset us. And if we allow it, these can become weights if we allow it. But we even cast that aside so that we're not weighted down, so that the glory of the Lord can shine through. And it does cause you, you know, when you go through certain situations uh, and then you meet somebody that's going through that situation, you can be sympathetic. You can be uh, not just empathetic but sympathetic and have compassion. Um, and, then, and I believe that that's one of the reasons why we don't have a lot of compassion and mercy in the church because a lot of people want to skip past that pain. They want to skip past that part of the process. And so when we get offended or somebody hurts us or whatever, then we leave the church and go somewhere else. But But we know that we're going to come back to that same thing again. So we have to go through that particular process and and what God because again it's all for somebody else to to be able to to uh, to console somebody else and to comfort uh, somebody else. So in um, Corinthians two, uh, Second Corinthians, 
uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 4 through 6. It says, and this is in the Amplified, who comforts, uh, consoles, and encourages us in every trouble, calamity, and affliction, so that we may also be able to comfort, console, and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble or distress with comfort, consolation, and encouragement with which we ourselves have been comforted, consoled, and encouraged by God. So even though we're going through that situation in our time of trials and tribulations and pain, we are being comforted by God so that God will bring us through that situation so that we'll be in place and we'll have the heart to be able to comfort and console someone else that's going through it and letting them know that I've come through it and and God has done this for me in this situation. So to give them that comfort and encouragement that the same thing would happen for them. But, again, it's it's us making a choice. You know, we can decide to wallow in it or we can decide, okay, you know, God, you know, we always say, well, the Lord orders our steps. But he doesn't just order our steps in those things that we consider good. He orders our steps in all things. So if he's allowing me to go through uh, certain situations, then I know that even though it's painful, God is allowing it, and he's allowing it for a good reason, and that's to mature me in the things of God. And then I can also see the glory and the power of God, even in that situation that God is bringing me through. Um, I, you know, when you when you talk about the, the things that you go through and, and even in the things that I look back at that the Lord has allowed me to go through, and and because of that and the presence of God that I experienced even during that time of pain, God was there. And one of the people who was causing me, excuse me, a lot of the pain told me one day, you know, that Jesus was praying for me. And I thought that was somewhat ironic, but I received it because I knew that Jesus was praying for me. I knew that if he was not, I would not have been able to make it through that situation or even to the point where I was at that particular time. So, again, he said we are to be thankful, and I think it's First Thessalonians 5, he said we are to be thankful in all things, not for those things, but in all things, and continue to give God the glory regardless to what we're going through. Amen. Amen. And and that's and that's very powerful what you're saying all in all. And and again, uh just to uh, I guess rehearse what you're saying even in the scripture in Hebrew, uh very powerful scripture and in and even what you just read in Corinthians, one of my favorite scriptures that, you know, even in the King James Version that we may comfort them that are in any trouble, you know, and mm-hmm. uh that even we ourselves are confident, you know, and just such powerful scriptures and knowing that even in the pain God gives a strong consolation, strong consolation. And uh, I believe that that's where the power now comes in at, that, you know, the the power of not so much your emotional power, the emotional joy, but the joy of the Lord or the strength of God, the empowerment of God to get us through the process. Then we understand, as as Dr. Fabian Tucker said, about the purpose. We begin to see it more clear because now we understand that even with our pain and then the consolation, you know, all of that's coming in, it's coming into proper alignment, you know, to get us to focus on the main purpose. Uh, and, and uh, again, you know, being able to be in that place to to move forward, 
And as we move forward, we endure that pain, endure that persecution, you know, and knowing that how to have mercy on others, to be faithful to God, but how to have mercy on others. And we don't have the wrong kind of mercy because we do understand that this type of pain is producing a purpose of prosperity uh, uh, and victory, being prosperous in victory. Uh, I often used to tell our people that sometimes too many too many people in the body class have too many failed victories. They, they've been so comfortable with with uh, situations that they have failed victories, and so now they're used to certain types of pain or failure, not pain that produces mm-hmm. anything. Wow! Wow! That then that's something. Failed victories. Uh, did you talk about that a little more? <laughs> yeah, uh, and so, you know, when we look at that, uh, you know, we look at, again, um, the, 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 like I said, failed victories, uh, you know, uh, being comfortable in certain types of pain. Uh, it doesn't produce it. There's no fruit. There's no uh, prosperity of the mind. There's no focus. Uh, the atmosphere is still the same. There's still the, the same, same stale mentality. So what happens is many times people connect with other people that are, again, have failed victories. And I keep repeating that because there's certain there's scenarios, there are patterns. There's, uh, when we talk about patterns, there are crooked places, mm-hmm. uh, you know, crooked places. The word pattern connects to the word iniquity. The word iniquity connects with the word crooked. means a crooked pattern. means that certain areas are good in your life, but there's something crooked. There's something in that pattern in your life that's not been corrected. And many times we have to be around the right people that have healthy spiritual minds, amen, uh, healthy, uh, victorious living that gets us into the next place of prosperity. And many times that becomes the challenge of that type of pain, you know, because I found out a lot of times many things in the body crash are really not experiencing pain of growth. They're experiencing pain of failure, and that's eating them up. And so there's a point where we have to now begin to connect with others and it becomes very painful for those to connect with others that are moving forward. But for that person, it'll become painful because what you'll do is you'll watch a person that's victorious and moving forward, but it becomes painful to you because it appears that you're not doing anything because, number one, you're not putting any effort to it. Number two, you're not trying to understand the purpose of it. While many people are preaching about great victories, you know, and, and understand the terminology of victory, but yet they themselves are not experiencing the victory of the of the of the spirit and uh, the spirit of the victory, you know, and everything. So it it takes it's going to take you, uh, myself, and others, uh, those that are listening, to connect with people. And then the next thing is not being intimidated by people that are prospering on a victorious side, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, that's powerful. Wow. So that 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 is familiar, even though it's painful, it's familiar. And right. we, we all seem to gravitate towards what is familiar because even in that we're comfortable. We don't want it, we yeah. don't like it, but it's comfortable, it's familiar, so we stay in it. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Because it's just, again, going back to the word, you look at the children of Israel. They, again, we shared a little bit of this last week. They cried for 400 years for a deliverer. 
And once they got delivered, they start crying for what was familiar, even though it wasn't beneficial for their destiny and their purpose. They were crying for the old because they weren't embracing the new. That's why God says, I took them through this place or took them this way so I could prove to them what was in their heart. So like you were saying earlier, a lot of the choices and a lot of the familiarity is because of bad choices. And that again goes back to laying the right type of foundation, understanding the will and the mindset of God, but having spiritual insight and having spiritual leaders that will usher you. I tell everybody, anytime that God is getting ready to elevate you to the next level, he always sends an usher. And the usher has to be so in tune with God to be able to lead you in the right direction and in the plan of the mindset of God that you will fulfill your destiny and purpose, even in dealing with the right type of pain. Because, again, Jesus knew that he was coming to suffer. He knew his, his chief assignment was to come and die. But he was an enforcer in the earth because of the fact that what moved him was his compassion or his love. So when we get back to even as you dealt with him in the Corinthian scripture, again, we we show mercy because of compassion, because of love. Yet we understand where you are because we've been there, done that, got a few T-shirts about it. But please let us show you enough love to show you that you don't have to encounter everything that we've encountered and suffer like we've suffered to be able to lead you, as, as Prophet Owens was saying so tremendously, into the prosperity, into the fulfillment, into every word that God has spoken because you don't have to settle for crumbs from the king's table because he's already promised you the greater and the better inside of him. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Awesome. 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 And, that's, and that is so good because that is so great, brother, brother, and good. Uh, again, and, and that's that's very powerful when you're done with that. Uh, even when they were uh, in Egypt and then coming out, and and I think if I'm not uh, mistaken, uh, when they begin to come out uh, after several days, they went to, to, to the Bible said they went to a place when Moses let them out. They went to a place called Mara, which means bitter waters. You know, yeah, it revealed what was in their heart. You know, and uh, then the Lord, after the Lord revealed what was in their heart, then the Lord told Moses to break a tree down and put it in the water so it could turn sweet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that they could actually survive it. And but the dangerous thing was that he could not take them the other way because they were not fit for battle. So you know, it's more like which pain, which part of the pain you want. You know. <laughs> You know, you know, you come and you find out that you got, you know, bitterness in your heart, you know, even though God heard that cry, you know, and the Bible said, God, you know, the, the morning of the people came up into the, the nostrils of God, to the ears of God, finally he'd come down and that, you know, some scholars say, whether well, it be 400 or 430 years, whichever way it's fine, you know, in that sense, but he answered it, he came down, and he, then he let him out. You know, then he brings them to a place, and the first thing he plays is to a, a little area where there's water, and then when they drunk it, the water's bitter, so it reveals in their heart. So now, you know, two things. God has to know that he has to deal with them a different way. Moses now has to make, his, uh, make an adjustment in his mind that he has to lead a people, amen, that have uh, hard hearts. Uh, they've been in Egypt so long, you know, that he has to make the adjustment that now I'm going to have to be patient. And on the other hand, he could not leave them out of the way because they were not fit for battle because they had been in they had been in failed victory area so long, you know. That, uh, so the thing was was to get them through the process so that they can actually begin to see that they're you know God began to show miracles and and release the, the miracles and the blessings to show them that they can come through, you know. And of course we do know the end story. However, 
there was a group that came up out of it. There were Joshua, then the younger people that raised up out of that. So I say all of that today that, like, if people are listening, you will be coming up out of that that comfort zone of that, of that familiar pain where you just so familiar with that type of pain that you such you know you have so many failed victories that look like you never come out so you're just satisfied with that but there's a quickening there is what is taking place now on the earth this 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 uh this quickening this certain uh type of uh, famine this type of uh uh burning within you frustration this disappointment this disgruntlement you know that that type of pain that's saying okay I'm out to some kind of way I'm out to come through this you know and and God means for his people, you know, to come through this this process that we're in. That's and, and that is that, that is that is so powerful. <laughs> because again, what again I love the, the analogy that you're giving, Prophet, is because again yeah. he had to change their mind, even though they were delivered, their mind was still bonded. They were st- their right. minds were still in bondage. So, again, a lot of us have been freed. Because of Christ, we've already been freed from every hindrance, from every hurt, from every disappointment, every failed victory. We've already been released and, and delivered from that. But our mindsets keep bringing us back to it and won't allow us to come through the process because the Bible says in Second Corinthians, it says, again, we have the power to bring every thought and every imagination. That's 10 around the verse number, chapter 10 of Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter around the 5th verse, because we understand it says, we're, again, we're not wrestling in flesh and blood, but against principal power in a spiritual warfare. But then it says it gives us the authority to bring every thought and every imagination unto the subject of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Again, so again, we have the authority to be able to pull every thought under that subject under subjection to the knowledge of the fact that Christ has already given us victory through the things that he suffered. And so now that he reigns and sits beside the Father on the right hand, he's interceding and praying, as, 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 as Elder Holloway was talking about earlier, about again, she said somebody that was causing her pain said Jesus is praying for us. Yes, he's praying that we come in agreement with what he's already declared and what he's already released over our lives to be able to do the assignment that was given to us from the very foundation of the world. Amen. 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 Amen, and and so and that's and that's what I see. And this is we are talking about the mindset, where he said to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when we stay in that situation, we stay in that Egypt, if you will, so long that we get used to those failed uh, victories, that our minds do become clouded, and we do conform to where we've been for that particular time. And, and even those, you know, of course, that are coming into the body of Christ, we talk about, you know, having our minds uh, transformed and, of course, through the word of God. But even after we get into uh, coming to the body of Christ and these situations happen, that our minds, we still have to go through where our minds are being renewed, that our mindsets are uh, uh, being changed because we, we, you know, talking about the Israelites when they came, even though they had been released and God was wanting to take them into their promised land, but because their mindset was still back in Egypt where they said they were even crying out for the leeks and onions, and here God was giving them all of this and showing forth his miraculous power, but they were still longing for what was familiar even though they cried to get out of it, but even they and the God released them out of it, but then they were crying, going wanting to go back into it because it was familiar. 
So in looking at when we're going through that process, because it is painful, because it is an adjustment, it's all that is something new, it is not familiar, our flesh, it seems to resist it or wants to rebel against it. So we rather, our flesh wants to go back to that which was familiar when God is wanting to take us to a, a whole new place. And I know we've been talking about in uh, in the body of Christ, you know, new beginnings and, and God doing a new thing. But a lot of times because we are um, resist as humans change pretty much, that we, even though it's a good thing that, that where God is wanting to take us, we still resist that new beginning. We resist that that uh, uh, starting over again into something good and something wonderful because of what we have been used to. So we, we kind of hold tight to that thing. And, I, and what comes to my mind is um, uh, Lot's wife, when, when they were released out of Sodom and Gomorrah, and they, they were told not to look back. And sometimes we keep looking back so that we can't go forward. And, and if we're not careful, we can't die in that place. Amen. Amen. Like I said, that mind, 
you know, is it, the, the saying is a terrible thing to waste. And unfortunately, there are people just wasting that mind, and they're flipping in and out, thinking they're being spiritual, only to understand that they're coming back to the same place. And sometimes we can wind up hearing the same words, you know, same words that sort of ignite for a minute, like, you know, God is giving us a new beginning, you know, God is doing a new thing in the earth, things like that, nothing wrong with that, and I enjoy that. But when I hear that, I know that, okay, I need to get in a position to make that adjustment. But there are many people that hear that, but it only excites them emotionally, you know, and everything. And so it becomes common words to them, you know. It becomes popular words to them that only doesn't do anything or produce, or produce productiveness. Hmm. Well, 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 well <laughs> wow. look what you said, Prophet. Look what you just said. Again, it's an adjustment because he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. But to God, it's not a new thing. The new thing is that we've now come into conformity to what he's saying he wanted to do the whole time. We've allowed our mindsets to change and line up with his will and his plan to be able to produce the new thing that he said he's already done from the very foundation of the world. But it's new to us because we finally come in, as you used a great word or a great great thing saying, the power of agreement. We've now come into the power of agreement, which had been spoken from the very foundation of the world, and now we can see the manifestation station of it because we agreed with it. Because without agreement, we don't see the fulfillment of anything that God has promised to do, or he said, he can, like you say, it can become cliche. Every, every, we can hear that same, that same scripture over and over again. He's doing a new thing, but there's nothing that changes in our lives because we haven't lined up in agreement with what he's saying he wants to do because, again, he said, do we take great delight in, in sacrifices or burnt offerings? His delight is in our obedience. So, again, he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and then you'll walk out what I've already said to do. That's why Jesus said, what you see me do, you'll do also. But he says greater works because the greater works is not that we can do anything greater than Christ. It's because we come into alignment. It's more of us in this dispensation of time because he was just one person in the earth at that season. But he empowered all of us to be able to encounter this new thing that he wanted to do in the earth, which was bring back the love of God in the earth and be able to manifest it because every gift is motivated, every design, every purpose of God, even the pain is motivated by his love. No greater love than this. Then a friend, then they say, I laid down my life for my brother. He he said, no man took my life. I freely gave it because of the love. So when we get the love back right within the body of Christ, we'll start seeing the pain where, again, the suffering is not that hard because we know we're not doing it for our own edification anymore because I tell the people all the time, a lot of us like to walk around and tell how, how much pain we've been in. Amen. And we're, we're, we we want to show forth the pain because that way we can allow the people to see that we're not going to go any further because don't you see my pain? Don't you see what I've had to go through? I'm not going any further. Even though I say I love the Lord, this is it. Amen. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to talk a little bit about because you, you both are, are prophets, and many times we um, we get words of prophecy, and you know, again, when you when you first start in things of God, you get excited about certain things till you learn some stuff, and and a lot of times, you know, when we get a word of prophecy, um, many of us don't know that we're going to be tested, we're going to be tried. <clears throat> excuse me, in that. Well, I think it says in the, in the word where the word will be tested. You know, so we we go through. Uh, certain things because of the word, but if we don't realize that and and know that that is something that is going to come, so 
a lot of times what we, the, the things that we consider negative, we go through those things because of that word of prophecy that has been spoken. Again, as as you said, Pastor Tucker, we God has ordained things since before the beginning of time. And so as we hear these words of confirmation through the different prophets or whatever, but because it's it's been ordained, but now it's out there. So whether the, if the enemy didn't know it, he knows it now. And so there are certain things that, that we are going to have to go through, but not knowing that, we um, when those things come up, we wonder why certain things are happening. Can you all speak to that? Well, senior prophet, I'm going to pass that on to the senior prophet, prophet Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm maybe we have to train all that back. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, it's just amazing you bring that out because, uh, again, uh, that's, again, uh, on, even on that note, many people are caught by that because a lot of times prophecy, when, when the, when the pro- when prophecy is given, whether it be uh, a prophecy of edification or a, a deep prophetic word, it brings uh, a joy, it brings a contentment, edification. And the, the thing I learned about that is that, <laughs> the thing I learned about that is that, uh, you can receive a, a prophecy and, you know, it just brings out some great things. The thing about it is that um, many times pro- prophecies or prophetic words are given in a dramatic way. The problem is that it does not unfold in a dramatic way. And what happens is people don't even sometimes see that the prophecy is unfolding as they begin to move forward. So the pain is that it it also causes a pain because you don't see it, but it's unfolding, but it's being done in an unusual way or the way of reality, in a sense. And so, uh, you know, we have to really be careful. Another thing, when you get a a prophecy, the thing that happens is that that word goes into your, it literally, now watch this, it literally goes into your flesh, and that's where the test comes because now that word itself has to test your flesh. It has to test your mind, and your mind, and personality and body got to go through a process of lengthy time to come in agreement with that word because you have to be acclimated to the fulfillment of that word. Wow. Well, well and, let me t- and go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just wanted. I just wanted to, to jump in and just share again how you're saying what you're saying is so powerful again because most of us when we hear the word we get excited about the word but again in in in, Matt, in Mark four fourteen it says the sower sows the word so when the prophetic utterance comes from the prophet he's sowing the word and as prophet said so powerful and says and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown but when they have heard the word here comes Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. That's why in Proverbs 4 and 23 it talks about guard your heart with all diligence. So when the word is sown, you have to be in the, in, in the mindset to protect and hold on and believe that word again. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he said he is a rewarder. So when he rewards us by our obedience, because most prophecies are conditional upon our obedience. So again, even in the midst of it, you may hear the word. It doesn't mean that the word has to manifest if you don't line up like 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 Apostle said. Your flesh doesn't come under subjection and line up with the will of God, it does, you don't have to see the manifestation of the word, and then we'll blame the prophets for giving us false prophecies, that the word that they said were not true, but the devil is a liar. Again, when God gives it, you, you'll have confirmation to the real word, because most prophets' words will line up with what God has already spoken as confirmation for your life and through the word of God. Amen. 
Amen. And that, and that is that is so true. Again, and, and you're saying some very key things where people get you know get upset or get thrown off. And again, that comes from misconception. Sometimes we can have wrong perceptions of the prophetic word, you know, because <laughs> because there there's so many sides to when we talk about a prophetic word, like just giving a prophecy. You know, you, you're talking about your life now. You know, we're not talking about you know the the dancing and the praising God and the hallelujah. And while all that's great, I mean it's tremendously great. You know. But when you talk about a word being released in your life, then now it it becomes costly, you know. And uh, that's why now you're beginning to see, uh, like, you know, fours prophesying one another, things like that. You're beginning to kind of see that begin to lift in a small way. You're not seeing it in a very heavy way, but it's beginning to lift in a small way because people become prophecy junkies, you know. And things like that because they're trying to live off the joy of a word when they don't want to actually experience the process of the making of that word to bring it to fulfillment, you know, and everything. So now that the prophetic has moved to a point of we're, we're dealing with nations, we're dealing with the purposes of people's lives now, we're dealing with wholeness issues rather than a piece of a thing, you know, or a portion of a thing, you know. So, you know, like Dr. Tucker was just saying that, you know, I just want to add to what he was saying also. But, but, but again, what you just said, again, is moving to a court. See, again, the word is prophetic all by itself. Thank so, you, again, it, 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 it shows where the minds of the people, because Scripture says study to show yourself approved. So, like you said, we're prophetic junkies. We want to go, we'll run behind every word that somebody said there's such and such a prophet in town, or this prophet is in town, or this prophet is in town. And we'll run behind the word. And the enemy is not even mad that the word has been released because he knows we're not going to go through the process of seeing it fulfilled. So, we've been hearing the same prophecies years after years. The same words have been coming back. And why would we get the same word? Again, it's a progressive word, so there should be some changes in the next move of God. But because we haven't accomplished and overcame that first obstacle, we will never move past where we are. Amen, amen. And that that, that is why there's been a discrepancy about how far has the prophetic and the apostolic come when it comes to the measure of, of is it at a late, is it at a late, is it at a state of, of maturity, is it at a mid, um, uh, a medium state, is it a minimum, and, and basically most. So the real true prophet of people are saying it's still at a minimum of uh, those that are actually in it because there's a lot of immature prophets out there that are raising up prophetic junkies. You know, they won't finish their processes in certain prophetic or apostolic houses or they won't finish processes under their pastors. So they're out uh, using prophetic words to bail people out for them to follow them or send them money and all kinds of stuff. And, I mean, these are issues we can all get into. But one thing about it, amen, those that are listening, one thing about it, hear this. That God do have true apostles and true prophets, and just because they're immature and false people out there, that don't mean God gonna remove anything out of the Bible concerning uh, the true prophets and the apostles. Amen. So you know, because I'm saying that because there's a lot of people that have been hurt and damaged by people, unfortunately. But at the same time, it's just like the word money. When you look at the word money, money is in the Bible, but God don't move money out of the Bible because you know people took people money, you know that type of thing. Amen. And and that is so, again, again, a, a great statement to be made because there are true apostles and there are true prophets in this last hour. So, yeah, that's why, again, the, the gift of discernment is so important. And that's why even being connected to the right type of leader because you, you, you don't have to really go all over town. I tell people all the time, real fellowship is when your leader brings in other leaders to impart into you. When you have to start fishing for yourself, 
that's an indication that you're at the wrong pond and you're hanging out at the wrong table because you're not getting what you need. So, again, if you have to start going looking and searching for another meal or now you have a different appetite, that's a quickening to let you know that it's time for change, it's time for elevation because every great leader should give you something to aspire to, as Prophet was saying earlier. Again, there should be someone before you that stands and says, this is the way, as I said earlier about an usher, this is the way to the greater greater the, the design for your life that God has purpose for you, even through your suffering. This is why you went through what you went through. This is why you suffered the pain. It was for, again, he says in Scripture, no flesh shall glory. So, again, he was removing flesh out of the way, even for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some experiences were good. Some experiences were bad. And definitely we've had some ugly experiences in the body of Christ. But the Bible says all things work together for our good. So this working together was to bring you to a place that you were be able to be willing to die. Because he said if you lose your life, you'll gain it. But if you hold on to it, you're going to lose it anyway. So it was a death process. All of us have to have a death walk. All of us are really dead men walking or dead women walking because of where we're trying to go in Christ. Because, again, no flesh will glory in his presence. Amen. Amen. Wow. You all have said some some really powerful things. There's really a lot to, to really chew on. So... I know even after this session, I was going back and listening because it's just so much uh, that was said and, and, and just, you know, things are just flowing, you know, through my spirit, man, as I I listen to uh, the wisdom of what God has, has given you and allowed you to uh, partake of. Now, one of the other things that I want to talk about in this, because all of this makes a difference, again, when you're talking about the purpose in the pain, and that's even to receiving the, the, the words of prophecy that are spoken over us and, and talking about the immaturity that we start out with and then those trials and tribulations to mature us so that we can even receive the, the word that is spoken to us that we don't just uh, uh, be prophetic junkies that are running after a word and not really realizing what is really happening and, 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 and of course, realizing not realizing, too, that because we're receiving this, no, we're not a threat to the enemy because all of this, again, is about destroying the works of the enemy. So as, as we receive that prophetic word, as, as we receive it, uh, it's given to us and we receive it, and we hold tight to that word that that we don't allow the enemy to snatch it from us or to cause us to get distracted that we don't really receive it and, and as 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 you all you both said, you know, how we chase after other things and not even allow that to even take a root because we're still so caught up in the things of the world. But I've I've heard the term often, um when you get a prophetic word, that you war with the word. And, and can you all expound on that at all for me? Uh, yeah, even, uh, I think that's First Timothy. It talks about that uh, war. Um, oh, man. Um, uh, anyway, you, you, you receive a prophetic word, and I'm, and I'm just trying to get it right. Of course, uh, I'll paraphrase it. When you receive a word, you know, you want with that word of prophecy, you know, because it's true, it's original, it's authentic, then it's God. <clears throat> then whenever certain battles or tests come up, you can you can continue to quote that through the situation or through whatever the process is. And that will, and that, prophet, that prophetic word will break it through because it's a prophetic word, as Dr. Faber and Tucky said earlier, is that is the whole all of God's word is prophetic, so it, it has momentum, it has power. It, it 
was telling Timothy to, hey, let me put you in remembrance that the prophetic word we gave you, you are with that, you know, and everything. So uh, that's basically the, the part of that I want to add to that, and that's just, and Dr. Tucker probably can add more on that. See how you do, Apostle. But again, in what you're saying, and it, the Bible says, against an amplifier, what you use is Hebrews 4 and 12. It says the word is active, it's operative, and alive. Yes. So since the yes. word is alive, our only process, and again, again, just like you said in Timothy, what Paul instructed Timothy was to fight the good fight of faith. See, we got to have enough faith to believe that what God has released through the prophet is true and authentic and be able to stand on it to be able to see the fulfillment of what was said. Because because, again, in due season, it shall manifest because it's for an appointed time. But just because that's why it's important to be around the right right leaders and being around the right instructors, because you can go somewhere and get a prophetic word that is out of time and out of season, and you'll be chasing that word when that's not what God is saying for you in this time and in this season. That's why it's so important to be, again, like I said, to be connected to the right type of ministry that will usher you into your divine purpose and be able to release you into that purpose at the appointed time because, again, we have so many prophets and prophetess that have been raised up in this season that went forth out on their giftings and, and, and not really went out on the anointing because your are is short right. because of the anointing. And because there's no anointing behind it, they're gifted and they're doing what they know to do because they mocked. They're mocking of the prophets and prophets that, that showed them how to preach, how to prophesy, how to raise money, how to do whatever they need to do to make sure they were okay. But you've got to understand, if you don't have have a heart for the people, you're not really sent out by God. If you don't have first and foremost a love for him and a love for his people, then you're not doing your kingdom assignment because it's always about him and his people of a corporate move to bring them into the fulfillment of his purpose. Amen. And that's and that's and that is so powerful. The key I want to jump in on that is that many prophetic uh, prophecy uh, prophets, uh, uh, I mean, many people in the body of Christ, I put it that way, want to obey God. They want to be used by God. But here's the key: they want to love God, but they don't want to love God's people. Yes. You know? And and that's the danger. <laughs> so you know, you have mm-hmm. a lot of people. Unfortunately, you know, they they want to love God. They want to love God, but they don't want to love God's people. And so that's why we have to be careful of a lot of the conference messages that come across. Nothing wrong with the conferences that we have, but a lot of these conference messages that cut people off or cut your neighbor off or, you know, because there's no love. I'm not saying that we compromise with sin, and I want to make that very clear, but that we have to be very careful and remember what Jesus taught in St. John about the balance of love, fellowshipping with one another. Jesus even kept Judas around long enough to betray, be betrayed and then still loved him. So, you know, we have to be very careful uh, that we're not connecting with all these so-called prophets or whatever the case may be, where they're they're putting junk in our spirit, you know, putting junk in our mind, and we've created enemies in the body of Christ (laughs) because we really don't know how to cut people off. Sometimes cutting people off means, you know, being able to say, hey, you know what, you may not even tell them verbally, but they're getting to back off because they're not helping you produce anything. But at the same time, this arrogance that have entered into the body of Christ, this this pride that have entered in to to make you know to make you think that you're somebody special in the Lord of Seven. We all are, but then the prophetic words that are given to people, nobody understand you. You know, they jealous of you, and I can people be jealous of you when you're not really winning souls, when you're not really producing any fruit. In the kingdom, so we have to, you know, really be very, uh, be careful. So when we have the real people that are really walking this process, 
then uh, unfortunately we're the ones that sometimes are hit. However, even though we may be hit and sometimes reproach come against us, we actually eat that negatively for bre- negativity for breakfast and causes uh, production unto the Lord where we love God and love his people. We love God and we love his people. Amen. Run run outside and run all through the streets because of what you just released. Because again, of 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 the misrepresentation of 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 people within the kingdom. Like you said, we've been taught certain things. Like I shouldn't have to move my seat if you don't want to pray. You know how we've heard stuff saying if you don't want to pray, then I'll move away. Why? If if I'm walking in my kingdom authority and light and darkness had no fellowship, you're going to have to move if you're not right. I don't have to go anywhere, but I'm also <laughs> going to show you the mercy of God's love because Thank watch you. this. We've been dealing with a scripture in Luke, and 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 and, and it's a tremendous and a powerful scripture where it says in six it says, "Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge yeah. not, and ye shall not be judged." And Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Then look at the scriptures that we use for finances. Lord, have mercy. Look what it's dealing with. It says, Given, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you judge not and show mercy is the same way mercy and judgment will not come out of your dwelling. So, again, we've been teaching stuff, again, about certain scriptures and, again, lining it up word upon word and line upon line upon precept. That scripture is actually dealing with mercy, but we've also heard so many people in so many different places and conferences deal with that scripture as a financial scripture. Right. So if you want right. to use exactly. that as a principle of just say, saying give, again, you got to make sure you really explain the scripture so people can have a full understanding instead of playing manipulating games behind the pulpit or with the mic. So it's important that I thank God for even Apostle Owens because in this season, God is really like he was saying earlier, I see him and I know him as being a real apostolic father in the body of Christ that's releasing truth to the body, that's building faith and encouraging the people to come together in unity, which is the assignment of the apostles. If you look at the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4.11, it talks about bringing the people to the fullness and understanding of who Christ is for the work of the ministry and for the perfecting of the saints. And he's one of those apostles in his last hour that's actually doing what the Word is actually saying, and that's not professing a title without the work. Amen. Amen. The title without the work. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that, and just that is just powerful in itself because, you know, I, you, you hear many people say, um, well, you know, I'm not after a title, I just want to do this, that, or the other. But, you know, when I hear people continuously say that that's not what they're after, then I'm, I'm kind of wondering if that's not what they're after. But when we talk about being an apostle or anybody in the fivefold ministry or anything that we've been called to do, it's, again, it, it, no, it's not about a title. It's about who we are, you know, who you, who God has made you to be. So whether you're in the church or out of the church, you're. And, and if you look back through your life before you got saved or before you even received your calling, you saw those traits, you saw those characteristics. You know, you may not have known what name to put to it, 
But if when you at a certain point when you realize what it is and a name is put to it, then you can say, well, yes, that's what. But then you've been that all along because again, before the foundations of the world, you were already formed into that in God's sight. So it's just being manifested, and, and as the calling and the preparation and the pain and all of that happens, even the more that calling, uh, uh, that position, if you will, is started to be manifested in, in, in so many other ways. It's just, it's just out there now, you know, and, and people are able to recognize it because you're walking in that. You're walking it out. You're not just professing to be something. You are it. You know, right. uh, as right. one of the, the bishop laws would say, he said, I be, you be, we be. You know, it's who you yeah. be. It's who you are. And and yes. and so you don't a lot of times have to tell people what your position is, how you how you treat people, how you interact with people, what people see, those characteristics and all of that that entails that position are going to be manifested, are going to show forth because that's who you really are. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you see somebody with a fathering spirit and somebody who embraces, somebody who encourages, somebody who helps somebody to grow and esteems them higher than themselves and, and wants them to progress in a way that they didn't. And they're not, as you said earlier, not being um, uh, intimidated because somebody else is, is, is gone on further or, or because I'm not where I think I should be, then I could, you know, I begrudge or hate you because of what you're doing and what God is manifesting through you when it's all about me encouraging you, even though I may not be there, but I recognize the call on your life. I recognize the gifting on your life, just as Pastor Tucker just did with with you, uh, Prophet Orange, where he recognized the apostolic and the prophetic on your life because you've manifested that. That's been exemplified in your walk. And so people are able to see those things. So, um, you know, we and I want to talk a little bit more about the pride because we know that's the biggest enemy in the body of Christ. So Amen. we either yeah, need to it, talk about that. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 uh, pride is a very powerful thing that's out there now. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, when, when you talked about, uh, the ti- you know, people talking about titles, you, you're certainly right to sort of to do uh, just kind of back up for a minute and then come back to the present. You're certainly right about sure. uh, when you hear people talk about, I, I don't want a title, just want to, you know, that type of thing. But what's in you will come out, you know, so the motives mm-hmm. will, re- will be revealed. And when, <clears throat> one thing I found out, when you're around real people, and if you're not really real in certain areas, if that thing is false, it's going to show up, you know, and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, one thing about real prophetic people, they if they give you a prophetic word, they're going to prophesy what they see. You know, so so it, it, it pays for you not to be fooling around with people that are really real. Now, if you want to just kind of be around <laughs> prophetic junkies and all that kind of stuff, you know, and y'all just kind of joking around, you know, like brothers used to do back on the corner, you know, okay, that's different. That's a circle you want to be in, and you can enjoy that without pain. But now when you come around real men and women of God, then that's going to come out. You you know a true father and a true mother because of the manifest. I mean, I never start calling myself a prophet. You know, uh, years ago, you know, God manifested where it began to show up. And it was actually people began to do it, <clears throat> you know. But God gave the validation. I did go running after it, you know. Of mm-hmm. course, I really didn't want it, you know, and everything. But, Amen. however, I've learned, I've learned to accept who God has called me to be. And that's and, that, and you know what? Learning to who, accept who God really called you to be. Do you know that take time? You know, your mm-hmm. mind got to go through a change. You know, and, and I pray 
that many are listening, man, that, that's a that's a whole other world by itself. Your mind got to go through a change of accepting who God has called you to be because he's dealing with you. He's letting you know he when he starts telling you that you're his son, you're his daughter, and he's made you to be and called you to do, he's made you to be number one and called you to do, that, boy, let me tell you, that ain't, that ain't, that, you know, we talk about that joy, why that's joyful at the same time, that that's there's a little process in that thing because you got to accept the fact that he's telling you you are a son now. That's mind blowing because you've been used to being uh, a child of the devil all your life or just being you all your life until and then you got to accept the responsibility with it. You have to now accept the fact that you don't have no more. Do you have low self esteem? Now you have esteem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know God God will mold and make you to walk in confidence when you don't really want to walk in confidence. So you have no excuses to go backwards, you know. So you you know, you can't even afford to live in a false humility. And that was another word I was gonna use about people saying all these titles. That's just a false humility. We was taught that back in the seventies and the eighties, this false humility spirit, you know, and everything. And like our former leaders used to tell us, Don't worry, you ain't gotta worry about talking about the title because you ain't going there anyway based on the condition that you're in, you know. So anyway, I, don't want, I want to stop right here, baby, just give some, you know, some more time back to Pastor Tucker of uh, Hollywood. Well, that, that is powerful. Again, I keep, we, can't, we keep using the same, throwing the same word about powerful because it actually is because, again, yes. it, it, you, what you're saying is so tremendous to the body of Christ, and I thank God that the listeners are listening and we're believing that this word is falling on good ground. Because, again, we understand even in dealing with where we are and where we're going, the mind has to change and embrace it. Like like Prophet was saying, anything that God blesses you with, again, in Deuteronomy 28, it says, See, hearken diligently and do all I command you do this day. He says, I'll set you high above all nations. There's your race. There's your change of mindset. There's your elevation to the purpose and the plan. And then he says in verse number 2, he says, If you hearken again and diligently do all I command you do, do this day, the blessing shall come upon you and overtake you. As Prophet was saying, he never went pursuing the, the titles or the position they came to him. So anytime that you're looking for what God has already promised you, you're in the wrong lane already. Because, again, all you have to do is be willing and obedient to what he's commanded you to do, is which is obey his word. Whatever he's predestined for you to become in him is going to overtake you. You don't have to go, look, I, I'm in agreement. I never went looking for any title or any position. It came to me because of my obedience and my willingness to submit because, again, I came into the power of agreement. I submitted totally to his authority, and he said, now that you've been faithful like he dealt with the parable with the talents, he gave one five, and the one five reproduced five more, and then the one had two reproduced two more. He says, because, and he gave them the same testimony at the end, you've been faithful over a few things, so I'll make you ruler over many. So there was the elevation, again, an elevation of nations, because, again, in this season, he's restoring the church to its kingdom position over the nations and not just inside the church. God never just raised up the church to be over the church. It was to affect neighborhoods, communities, countries, cities, everything that's entitled to our authority because we represent Christ or God in the earth. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yes, that, 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 that is powerful. So, again, we want to talk a little bit about the pride because we know that a lot of the hurt and the pain that, uh, we in the body of Christ um, go through is because, again, that pride. And like you said, that false humility, uh, which is born, again, out of pride. So, 
you, you know, when you with your natural parents, uh, the the cycles of people doing certain things, when their parents doing certain things, and then the children end up doing those same things, and then if you look back at the parents' history, you know how many generations that goes back to. So so getting the body of Christ to appoint those that, that have been hurt and disappointed and all of that that have not let go of and allowed God to heal them uh, and to give that hurt and pain over to the Lord and have not had people in their lives who are able to help them to get past that and they hold on to it because they feel like they're justified. And like you said, Pastor Tucker, you know, I'm holding on to this and I'm not going any further, not realizing that they're hurting themselves, and then also they're being disobedient to what God has purposed for them, but to to know that we so that we don't burst out as we go forward. Uh, people who are hurt, uh, you know, the the same well, hurting people hurt people, and and if you're not healed, then yes, and then, but then healed people can help people get healed. So if we hold on to that hurt and that pain, then then we can't help anybody get healed because we are not healed. But also when you talk about the impartation that comes, that, that we have to be careful what we are imparting. Because if I'm still hurting, if I'm still going through a situation and I've not allowed God to heal me, then I'm going to impart or I'm going to burst out in somebody else that which I've gone through, and then and then it continues on. So we 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 want to uh, even through these broadcasts that that uh, as one of the the venues and avenues that we that that God is is purpose that we get healed so that we're not continuing to birth out uh, children that are spiritual children that are hurt because of these things and uh, like uh, people that, that are, you know, mainly like for drugs or it could be a legal drug or illegal drug or certain things that's in our system. When a woman has a baby, that baby comes out with an effect from that drug or from whatever that mother was eating because of the nutrients that she has taken in or the lack thereof in some cases. But that child is still affected by that. Uh, one of one of my previous pastors, um, who I learned a great deal from, of, of what to do and a lot of what not to do, but a great deal of what to do. But 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 God told me to not take on His spirit. He said, "Learn from Him, but don't take on His spirit." And at that time that that was said to me, I was I was a little confused because I had always been taught that you take on the spirit of your pastor. But God knows the heart of a man, and he knows the spirit of a man. And so God would not even allow him to lay hands on me the whole time that I was under his ministry. And so I don't want, you know, God to say that to somebody else about me. So, you know, can can you all speak to that at all? I'm still kind of meditating on that. Okay. Wow, that, that 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 makes two of us prophet. But I want to deal again. I guess let's deal with it from the root. Can you hear me real good? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. The root of it, we, we understand. Pride originated with Lucifer from the very beginning. Him being the chief worship leader and everything else, and pride rose up in him. And when he said, "I want to take over God's kingdom," because of what he saw. And so then when he was kicked out, that spirit was kicked out with him, and it was in the earth realm. 
And so even look at let's look at the beginning of, of how he dealt with, with pride, even with Eve. Because what did he do? He enticed her with what she was already what what she already was. He watched this. It says he says, God says, Surely he knows if you eat from the true the tree of good and evil, you will be just like God. So what did he attach himself to the to the pride that was inside of her? Because we understand in the scripture that she was already made in his image and likeness. So that likeness in the Hebrew is exact duplication. So she was already made like God. But again, the Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge of the truth. So since she didn't have an understanding of the truth of who she really was, she let what she desired overtake her. And, and, and produce something that was not what God ordained for her to do. And so a lot of us have been pursuing, again, not as prophet says so profoundly, not waiting on God to manifest what God has spoken over our lives in, tithe, in offices and everything else in the fivefold ministry and just in the body of Christ. So we've been in pursuit. Again, like I said, you don't have to pursue what God has already promised you to be or to have. It, it, it belongs to you because of what he's declared over the earth when he said he would make us rulers over the earth and give us dominion and authority over everything. So, again, we get consumed with what we see. And the Bible says we're turned away with our own lust and our own desires. So, again, because we're not willing to obey the voice of God, so we go after what belongs to us with the wrong type of motives. It's just like he dealt with Jacob. He said, Jacob, we called him trickster and supplanter and, and everything else, and liar and everything else. What he desired wasn't wrong, but the way he was going after it was wrong. The word had already been spoken that the, the younger would lead the older and have rule over the older, but he was still trying to do it in his own power, why he says not by our power, not by our might, but by his spirit. It's because we learn and we understand the truth of what God has already predestined and preordained, and we walk it out because we know that God is the God that he cannot lie, and the Son of Man, he won't repent. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Wow. Uh, Prophet, would you like to expel? <laughs> well, you said so much in that. I tell you, that's powerful. I mean, that's it's very <laughs> self-explanatory. I tell you, and uh, you know, and, and again, when you, uh, you know, uh, it takes so much. And, and again, there is some a lot of pride that's that's out here that, you know, whether whether uh, if it's transferred pride or either just pride itself is is there. And uh, that, again, that's where we are in process of God getting that pride off of us. You know. And everything, and uh, and again, unfortunately, you have people that don't even know that they had pride. You know, um, you know, ungratefulness, unthankfulness. You know, Timothy Paul told Timothy about it that these would be perilous times, and you know, people would be unholy, ungrateful, unthankful, so on. You know, and so it brings a spirit of pride. And, and I'm talking to people in the body of Christ, and you could tell, you could see it on them, and some of them knowing and some of them don't because they're so, you know, again, they're distracted by their circumstances. They forgot about what suffering. And do people forget that suffering produces uh, productivity? It produces great harvests of faith and strength and mercy, you know, and it fills you, you know, and, and it's almost like some people are losing their focus of what they feel like God has called them to be, in a sense, you know, and everything. So it's so much going on, but I, I want to kind of just condense it back to what uh, Dr. Tucker was talking about. You know, uh, dealing with Lucifer and his pride. You know, then Eve, Adam and Eve. You know, 
sin and then pride comes on them and eventually has to come off. You know, so we're in a day and time now that, you know, people have to be quickened by that. You have to do the Holy Spirit because, and then, you know, um, uh, people I come through, they used to tell us you're too low. You know, sometimes you you got pride and intimidation and you're too low in the spirit, you know, while you're getting offended, you know, <laughs> you know that type of thing. And we know that their offense can come at certain levels, but at the same time, pride can get in there and make you not forgive, you know, make you not release people and things like that, you know, and everything. So, again, you know, we have to really be focused and allow the Holy Spirit to do what he has to do, whether it be through him, Holy Spirit, dealing with yourself or through situations or circumstances. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm. And that's that's a way that a, that a lot of us with the with the pride uh, and the much again much that is going on within you know the body of Christ that we do and keeping as as you said both have said earlier keeping before us, again, the, the purpose that God has for us, walking uh, in the love of God so that we are able to continue on and not allow those things to, again, to keep us off focus and not walking in pride and allowing that, that pain to perfect us and to cause us to walk in the patience and, and, and the endurance and all of that that will mature us so that we can manifest whatever it is that God has purposed for us to do. And, and of course, we know it, it's just not to those that that are in ministry in the sense of working in the church, but even in, in the, whatever God has called us to do, whether it's a lawyer, doctor, sweet sweeper or what, you know, street sweeper or whatever, but that which we uh, God has purposed for us to do, we all have a ministry, we all have a calling because we all are a part of the body of Christ. And God is expecting the same thing from everybody. And we know that there are certain ones that God holds to, because of the position, God holds to a higher level of accountability. But bottom line is we all are still held accountable no matter what we've gone through. And and as Pastor Tucker had said earlier, you know, a lot of what we go through, and I know I'm guilty of it, a lot of what I've gone through on the negative side, I caused myself. I can't blame the devil, I can't blame God, I can't blame other people. You know, it's my decisions for whatever reason, wherever my mind was, whatever my mindset was, um, wherever I was emotionally, I made those decisions to do those things. So there's, there's certain things where I had to recognize that and hold myself accountable so that 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 God can I can give those things over to God because, like you said, too, pride you know, will keep you from seeing certain things. Pride will blind you. And so where pride will cause you to look at other people and not really look at yourself. So if I'm always examining somebody else, then I'm not going to be able to see me and, and what my issues are and how I need to get past whatever I'm, you know, wherever I am that's not uh, glorifying God. So pride will keep me blinded and keep me, uh, from seeing what's really going on in my own life, but moving past that so that I'm not walking in that false humility uh, or, as you said, not even looking at myself, you know, where God sees me and where I really am. So I'm seeing myself even lower than I really am. So that, too, causes me to, again, to walk in pride because then I'm walking in fear and I'm trying to protect myself 
when in actuality he said even even in our weakness that he is strong. So I recognize, I got to recognize that weakness to be able to give it over to him. Because the enemy knows our weakness, you know, going back to to Genesis. He recognized the weakness in in Eve. And so the, the enemy knows what to put before us. But if I'm not acknowledging what my weaknesses are, then the enemy is going to get me every time. But as I come to recognize that and, and able to move past that, that God can enable me through the power of the Holy Spirit to become strong in that area so that I'm overcoming that uh, 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 fault or flaw or whatever that weakness is so that I can move again higher into the things of God. Uh, we have about six minutes left. If if you all would give us some closing remarks, and and Prophet Orange, if you'll close us out. So if you'll, I guess, do your remark last, Pastor Tucker. All right, Amen. I just want to close out with this because what God is really, I believe, in my spirit is saying He's raising up spiritual fathers. I heard you just say, Elder Holloway, a lot of your pain was self-inflicted because of bad choices. Because the Bible mm-hmm. does say train a child up with, to where the they should go, and when they get older, they shall not depart. So our training process has erred in a lot of ways. But I, I, I went to the scripture here in Deuteronomy 6 and verse number 7, and it says, And, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontless between thy eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto the fathers to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob to give thee, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. So again, the, the key to what we're saying is getting back in place with the right type of leaders, right type of apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers that will teach you how to grow up and mature into the knowledge of the truth of who Christ is to be able to fulfill every word and every purpose for the pain that you have to go through to manifest the glory of God in your life. Amen. 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 Uh, Prophet Orange, before you get started, we do have one caller on, and I just want to see if they have a comment, and then we'll we'll go ahead and close out, and you can close us out. No problem. Hello, caller? Hello? Okay, I guess. Hello, did caller? Okay, okay. I guess they didn't have a comment. Um, go ahead, Prophet Orange, and, and uh, thank you so much. God bless you. Go forward. Bless you. No problem. It is it's definitely been an honor to be uh, a part of what God is doing on the program today, uh, and uh, we just. Uh, I sense that God has released uh, some solutions and answers today by way of the conversation, and uh, God is going to begin to extend uh, to all the listeners a um, a, an anointed. uh, I want to use the word a corrective, uh, a corrective anointing, uh, the anointing to correct some things in your life. And this is what I sense God is releasing right now: the anointing to correct some things, and that means that it's accurate. Uh, word it is a uh, it's just a non-failing word uh, and it's uh, productive. So we want to 
release that in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for what has taken place. We decree and declare your word today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we worship you. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you praise for all that has taken place in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we ask, Lord, that you're moved by your spirit. Lord, according to your purpose and will today, we thank you, Lord God, for moving across the world, Lord, across the nations in Jesus' mighty name, Lord God. And, I, and as I see, seem to keep repeating this prayer that there's some things taking place, there's a rain, there's a rain that is being released in, in Jesus' mighty name, a rain drops of, of creativity, creativities and ideas and breakthroughs in Jesus' mighty name that wherever people are, they're receiving that, making those adjustments to be healed, to be delivered in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, to be healed, to be delivered. Life is being given. Uh, been, there's healing in uh, uh, people's bodies, in the necks, uh, in the chest areas, uh, stomach areas, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we honor you and glorify you for the healing and the rain in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for blessing us even on this weekend to celebrate your resurrection, Lord, not Easter, not Easter eggs, Lord, but your resurrection, your Christ, your body, in Jesus' name, we give you honor, glory, and praise. Amen. 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 God bless you both, and I thank you so much for uh, being on the broadcast this morning. I have been truly blessed, and I believe that everybody that has listened and that, excuse me, and that will listen will be blessed in an awesome way. And like I said, as much meat has been served uh, through this broadcast, and I know I'm going to continue to feast on it. So, again, I thank God for both of you. May God bless your ministries. May they explode beyond your wildest imaginations because we know that God can do greater, exceedingly greater than anything we could ever imagine. So we just thank God for the anointing and the gift that you both are to the body of Christ. And so, again, I thank you for being on the broadcast. God bless you. Amen. Bless you. Bless you.